Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to The Joel Mahalik Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik, and I am across the news desk from... The lovely Sharon. The lovely Sharon. Hi, lovely Sharon. How are Hi. you? Hi. How you doing, Joel Mahalik? <laughs> Good. <laughs> wow, you pronounced it right. <laughs> I always pronounce it right. Uh, welcome to the program, folks, where you can listen to it uh, from anywhere. Starting at www.jmtalk.net. That's the website to go and get what you need from us. Include... Subscribe to the program. Uh, we are available everywhere for podcasts. So uh, subscribe and never miss an episode. You get a text? I'm not getting a text. No. Um, I actually got a voicemail oh, okay. from a phone call I just got. There you go. Yeah. So uh, that's how you do it. You can also email the show, check out the news page, and other such things. We do have a big announcement to make this week before we get rolling here. And that is that uh, after uh, I, I posted a while back, there was a delay. The delay is over. We're now in Canada. <gasps> Yay! Yes. So you can listen to us on SRN 1 on the 11s <sighs> every day of the week, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Uh, it will be the most current podcast being syndicated up there. And you can listen, if you like, at 148.ca. The web address, once again, 148.ca. So we have invaded Canada. Yay. Isn't that exciting? It is actually very exciting. Yes. So your signals I are love- very your signals are strong with you this I'm week. Strong like bull. <laughs> like bull. <laughs> uh so yeah, so that's how you get to listen to us and all the other exciting things about the website. Also, we are at Facebook at JM Talk and Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So um I I actually recorded a three-ish minutes with Joel Mahalik this week and then deleted it. Why? It it was okay. I liked it. I wasn't staring right at the camera. It was weird. I guess my phone was at a weird angle, so it didn't look right. Okay. And yeah, so I deleted it over that, and I didn't re I didn't record it again. It you know it, it's weird. Um, this is starting to take effects on different things and and different people and. Yeah, this whole COVID nineteen. Oh, okay. All right. Just, like all we, you said was this is this thing. This yes. the elephant in the room right now, Sharon. Yes, the elephant yes. in the room. In fact, last night we just talked that I guess we're more fortunate than other people. Yes. Because we see a lot of memes out there about people they're going crazy. Yeah, going. they can't get out. They can't do this. Right. We're sort of fortunate in that way because we're not social butterflies. We do just hang out at home in front of the TV. Together. Together, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so it... Does that make us... What's the word? Boring? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, okay. That could be a word. Boring. Um, 
Yeah, but at the same time, we're being safe now. Oh, yeah. So we were being safe before safe was cool. Right? <laughs> so we were cool before it was cool to be yes, cool. Exactly. That's sort of what that's <laughs> I like to think of it that way. Right? So I guess there's one or two things I want to talk about, I guess, around this whole COVID nineteen thing. One of them is information. Okay. Um we live, as you and many of you out there know. <clears throat> We live in the age of disinformation. Never has it been so bad as it is now because of social media. Right. So... Everybody is getting their news from the wrong places. Right. And when I say you don't get your news from Facebook, what I mean is because somebody posted what somebody said that somebody's friend whose uncle's brother's sister's friend is a nurse and posted this... That's not news. Right. So people still get their news from Facebook. They still get it from YouTube. And um, I'll give you a great... Here's what makes me angry, though. I'm going to give you an example of something that really made me mad. When I say don't get your news from Facebook, what I mean is watch different actual news networks, read actual newspapers. Right. And I was always taught in college by my history professor that you have to gather resources Read from all these resources, and that way you can formulate your, your own opinion. Well, your own, yeah, your own opinion, but make sure you're getting factual information, factual information in, so you can form that opinion. Right. So, what makes me really angry is, and I told you about this already, but I, I don't post a whole lot on Twitter. I post a lot about the show on Twitter. I right. retweet stuff. What I mean is, I don't interact with people on Twitter too much because you can't have a rational conversation. Exactly. But you know, Sharon, that sometimes I have to get into the pool. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. this past week, there was a news story on Twitter from an, from a reporter at NBC News. Okay? So this isn't like a, a fly-by-night news agency right. and not a mm-hmm. you know far right, far left. This is NBC. Correct. And this reporter is blasting the president because he mentioned... The chloric, the chloric, oh man, I, you know, I didn't put the word up in front of me. The, the drug that is being tested, um, well, I feel, no, No. well, it is, one of them did have a hydro, but the, the base part is chlora, oh, you know what, let me just take a, let me take a quick type here. Uh, they said it was chlora, if I start putting it in, it'll come up. Chloro, right? C-H-O. And then it had a Q- you, I remember that. So let's see if that pulls it. Okay. Chloroqu- chloroquine. Okay. Chlor- chloroquine. Chloroquine. Okay. And I don't know if I'm saying it right. That doesn't matter. Okay. Chloroquine. Let's call it chloroquine. I think that's how okay. I call it. So she's lambasting the president because he said that they're, if they're looking at chloroquine and maybe chlor- hydrochloroquine mixed with something else. And it's an anti-malaria drug and it's having results. So she's blasting him because of a news story out of okay. Arizona about an older couple in their 60s, I think, who both went to a pet store and bought the chloroquine chemical sold at the pet store used for cleaning fish tanks. Wow. And they ingested it because they didn't want to catch COVID-19. Wow. And now the husband is dead, and the wife is in critical care. Last time I looked at the story. Okay. And that is certainly extremely sad. Absolutely. But get your facts straight. 
they went to a pet store. They did not have doctors. They weren't under doctor's guidance. Go to the right. pet store. Buy a cleaning agent for an aquarium. The and pres- ingest that. Right. The president did not go on TV and say, go buy an aquarium cleaner. That's going to cure <laughs> it. He right. said that they were looking at an anti-malaria drug, chloroquine, maybe in conjunction with other stuff that may be able to help us with this COVID-19 stuff. Right. Okay. So uh, the disinformation is one thing when you're getting it from websites that lean far right, lean far left. But when you, the worst part of disinformation, disinformation is when you're a reporter and you're going to associate one thing with whatever you want to attack this person, that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is all I saw out of that reporter's tweet. Right. I'm sorry. You keep saying, it looks like you want to keep saying No, no, no. And I was starting to get a little angry about this. No, that, you're absolutely right. I mean, and we as a general public look to our news agencies and the people that give us those news, that news, to provide us with correct information. Right. And here blatantly she did not right either fact check her information or check it all but yeah that, or, that, that, that's right, a good point or, or check it at all right or she just you know she saw a story a headline and she could have taken that off of one of those fly-by-night sites right yeah <clears throat> uh she just read a headline and said oh my god these poor people right for instance i'm looking at a headline Okay, person in Washington State first to die in U.S. from new virus. Okay. Okay. But I could be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. A new virus. A new virus. Oh, my God, right? When, in fact, reading along, the story was from 229, okay? Right. And the new virus is COVID-19. Right. Okay, so I could have taken that headline... And construed it into something totally off the wall, right? Like this news so person did. That and that and that appeared in obviously one of your searches as if it was a new. Correct. Because that type of headline, folks, is called. This is from the Associated Press, also. That's called bait and switch. Correct. Because you read that headline and your finger just had to tap that story. Because what do you mean, new virus? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, because, you know, there's a lot of disinformation news, too, that says that there's a whole new coronavirus in China and then a bait and switch. Then when you start looking at the facts, okay, and listen to scientists, what you find out is um, now that China is on that other side of the curve, right. they're opening things back up. People that are flying in from other countries are bringing it back in. Right. And that's what they're talking about. You know, right. Now they have this... The, the, this uh, uh, inverted. I forget. There's a word for it, but there's like it's an inverted situation now. It's being brought in now from the outside, and now they have to take a second. That's why there should be no rush to open these borders. Right. Exactly. Now here's the other thing. Um, <laughs> some people that I know were talking about, you know, how now the United States has the highest death toll in any other country in, in the in the world. I think we do. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Cases, total cases. Right. We surpassed China. 
Yes, but China hasn't reported well, anything in like thirteen days now. Thirteen days yeah. now. So that's the other thing. That, that again, that's dis, that's disinformation. Correct. When the Chinese government stops reporting to the WHO, right, and the rest of the world goes, oh well, now they, you know, they must be doing great, right. China and now the U.S. is the bad deaths. guy. Now the U.S. is the bad right. guy with all these cases. You know, right? See, we told you U.S. was bad. So that so I'll just, yeah, I, I, that's I, crazy. I want to give a tip. This is what I do. Okay, I watch as as much as I can remember, as much as I I know it's on there. The president's team's briefings, and I look forward to President Trump being done talking and get the hell off the podium because then I get to listen to Doctor Bricks. I get to listen to Doctor Falchi. I get to listen to the experts. The scientists, the doctors, okay. talk about the coronavirus, where we're at, and things like that. And then Vice President Mike Pence comes up, and I get a really clear understanding of what the team is doing as a whole. I'm not getting that from Trump, and that's fine, you know? And the reason I'm saying I do that is because there are a lot of people. There's a very famous person you and I know that today on, on Facebook today, and I, I wanted to respond, I didn't, is pointing out that was making some sort of joke and a meme because he's a comedian about how we're listening to the stupidest person in the world is is telling us what to do for a virus. And I really wanted to get into that, but I didn't. If you think that Donald Trump is the person calling all the shots, (laughs) you're wrong. Like any other president in history, he has Dr. Bricks, Dr. Falsey. He's got this team of people and advisors that get all the information, they disseminate it, and then decisions are made. But people will have you believe this is another disinformation. They want you to believe that the worst president in history is telling you exactly what you should be doing. Right. Disinformation. It's so bad, and I just that's why I want to spend so much time on it. Right. I like listening to the scientists and the doctors speak. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because you know your information is fairly accurate. Right. And the other thing is, I don't know, like, if you think about all the closures we're dealing with, they didn't come from the Trump administration. Right. The governors are yeah, yes. took action with that. The governors yes. are talking to other governors around here, like in our region, yep. and they're making decisions together, like decisions, to affect the region. So I don't think, if even if Trump did want the country open by Easter... If the governors are not ready and the health departments and the CDC say this, we're not ready, the governors are not going to do it. Right. So you don't have to go on Facebook and make fun of the Trump administration because you don't like Trump. I get it. A lot of people don't like him. That's fine. But don't pass on disinformation. Exactly. That's even worse. Um, But we live in this age of disinformation and you have to just make sure that you're listening to the right stuff. Look, it's affecting all of us. It hit home here this week. Yeah, you know some of the effects of it, and um, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you as to where it's going to go. I really don't. I don't know what's going to happen from week to week. Um, our cases here in the state of Delaware are increasing, right? And I say to myself, where are these people at, and what are they doing? And that'll get in sick. They're not at home practicing social distancing. Obviously. Obviously, uh, you yeah. know, um, 
Are they not being safe at work either? I don't know. Like, like that's thing. You'll never get this information. I, fi- I was thinking about this this morning. What time? Okay. I was thinking about this this morning. We'll probably never know. We're starting to find out a couple things. Like, we know that uh, some sort of really high-ranking uh, American Airlines flight attendant died. Yeah. Who worked out of Philadelphia. So we heard about that. Uh, I heard about a costumer, costumer from, I forget what show, has died. You see, you're going to start hearing things like this. Right. You're not going to know everybody in your county that died because that's, you know, it's it's private health protected information. Absolutely. And so there's going to be... So why be is it private, private information uh, because of HIPAA until it's someone famous? Well, you, well, also, usually that means that the family has allowed that to go, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you know, so this is like this flight attendant was very well respected and the family released the information, which then the company thought, well, this is one of our most loyal, valued employees. Let's, let's post it. And then it becomes big news and stuff like that. And um, but then at, at the same time, like, I mean, I get the HIPAA thing. I get it, obviously, because I've worked and still kind of work in the insurance industry. So I do get that. Right. But at the same time, when you have. 130 cases in our county alone. You kind of want to know. You know what I mean? This is not a big state yeah. to begin with, let alone right. big counties. Exactly. And you just, you'd like to know. You want to know if your next door neighbor is one of those. And, exactly. Even and, though we're not even close to our neighbors. No, we're not. But, you know, you go to, we go to Wawa. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to, I haven't and I won't for a while. Thanks for the coffee, though. You got me some You're, coffee. I just, <laughs> yeah. so, I just hope nobody was up there dipping their fingers into oh, it. Oh, my gosh. These are the things I'm worried about. Listen, you, I know. you and you're really friendly with a staff member up there, and you hug her in the morning. I uh, yeah, but I I just told uh, on you. Now no one, no one's going to get within ten feet of you now. What? But that was my plan. I don't want anybody near you who might be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hug her like face to face hug her. I just side kind of put my arm around her and then backed away real quick. Six feet. Six okay, feet, well, six I feet, did six a six-foot hug. No, you didn't. I have a six-foot <laughs> six arm span. No, I bet you do. <laughs> uh, so the age of disinformation, okay? So just just get your news from the right people. Um, I, I, I will say there are a lot of funny memes coming out of this. I mean, so, I, so it's good to know that people are keeping a sense of humor. Because yeah. when that stops, that's when you need to worry about people breaking true. into your house that's for true. your stuff. Yeah. Um, but right now, a lot of funny memes, a lot of people being creative, a lot of artists, and I mean local artists. Okay, I know there's a couple, there's a couple big time like performers that we're friends with on Facebook. They are doing stuff too. But I'm talking about people I went to high school that are musicians locally. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Aunt Mary Pat Sabatino, who is a local comedian that mocks Delaware County. Moms and aunts. Gotcha. These people are doing everyone a service too by doing Facebook Live events, doing their comedy and their music on Facebook Live. And I think that's great. That's another thing that's yeah. going to keep everybody sane. Right. You know? Um, so there you go. People have been begging for us to do Facebook Live, but you won't do it. So. Well, I have not seen one person beg for Facebook Live. Well, I'll send and the a, minute I I'll do, t- I'll tell them all to go to you then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, more of the Joel Mahalik show, I hope. 
I mean, that's obviously. And, well, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about 90 seconds or less. This is New York's Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And you're listening to us in Memorex <laughs> on your favorite device, most likely. Or you might most be listening likely. to us on the web. Hey, which then it would still be on your favorite device. Right, in Technicolor. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back to the show. I have two more things about coronavirus and then we're going to move on to some other stuff. Okay. Um, one of them is, as of the podcast recording, we're six deaths now in Delaware. Oh. And um, the point I want to make about it is because uh, we also talked about something else last night. Um, the president is considering a um, an enforced quarantine, I think, in like the New York City region, which includes parts of New Jersey and Connecticut. And, right. Uh, because of... People are not really social distancing. So the point I want to make about that is, if you're not, the longer we don't do that, the longer it's going to take for us to get to the end of this. Exactly. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I have shit to do this summer. You know what I mean? Seriously. <laughs> right. And I, mean, I, I can't agree. put it any more plain than that. I agree. So, and that's my, that's my message about that. The longer you don't, the longer we're all going to, or the worse it's going to get, because they uh, they have proven already that it's being spread by community. So community needs to get indoors. Exactly. Because uh, I, I have a camper that's right. desperately needing my assistance. I heard that uh, the New Jersey State Police broke up a party with like a hundred and some people in a 550 square foot apartment what? with a DJ having a party. What? Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that wow. is stupid. And of course, you, well, if you really want stupid, hang around for this week's Wombat of the Week later on. But Wow. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, and also later on on the program, uh, we're going to be honoring some really important heroes that nobody thinks of. Okay. Um, but think about the food establishments that are delivering food. So you can still get takeout. Right. And, like, we usually get takeout or go out on a Friday, which we haven't the last couple of weeks. And I kind of steered, because I, I made dinner the last two Friday nights. And I right. steered it that way. Because how do you feel about 
you don't know who's making your food. You don't know who's bringing you your food. Right. So I personally, I personally have concerns. Like when you want me to socially distance, I'm going to do whatever I can because I don't want this. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I don't either. And the the rules for avoiding it, unless someone coughs right into your mouth who has it, the rules are pretty simple. It's the same as the flu. Stay clean. Don't put your fingers in place, places in your face. Right. So I don't know how I feel about someone preparing my food. Like here, I know I'm cooking the food. I know I'm. Exactly. And we can, our house is pretty clean. You know. So. Right. So that's the other. That's only. The, that's the second point I want to make. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I agree. Um, like I, I want I, a pizza so bad from the outside, but I'd rather cook my frozen pizzas right now. Exactly. Um, yeah, I miss having a cheesesteak, but we don't know who's preparing the food. If they've, you know, they're in the, you know, period when you're um, contagious and they're coughing on your food and. You know, it. I agree. I do agree, which is why I haven't been pushing to order out, right? As they say. Yeah, and I said so. I'm I'm fine with preparing dinner, right? You know. Um, okay, so in Pennsylvania last week, okay, um, a coffin prank. A lady who said she had COVID-19 and coughed all over the produce in a Pennsylvania supermarket. What? Okay. Prompts the supermarket to clear the whole section out, close the store down, and throw out $35,000 worth of produce. Okay. And it was a prank? And it was a, it was a, uh, it was a prank. The woman came into uh, Garrity's or Garrity's supermarket in Hanover Township around 2.20 p.m., and proceeded to purposely cough on the store's fresh produce as well as a small section of its bakery, meat case, and grocery shelves, what? according to the store's owner. Um, he, he described it as a twisted prank because they had before and after pictures. I mean, they wiped out the entire section, the bakery, the meat section, the produce, $35,000, over $35,000 of food. Wow. Out because, and perfectly good food. Yes. And... Um, so, according to the police, she's being charged with uh, terrorist threats at all. So, that means other things. Yeah. Um, and I think that she, besides whatever you throw at her legally, right. I think she needs to immediately pay the store owners back $35,000. Absolutely. She needs to get the bill. And she needs to pay it. You know, it's it's bad enough exactly. in times like this. I couldn't take a hit like that right now. I know. You know? And, um, and then all those patrons... That were in the store at the time, right? You know, they're all scared now. This people, this is not a joke. It is not. I don't understand what you need. I don't know how big of a baseball bat you need to be beaten the head with to make you understand that this is not a joke. You are playing with people's lives absolutely and this supermarket owner's livelihood exactly i mean it makes she should spend a long time in jail yeah Uh, my stomach is just uh, the story just really turned my stomach that somebody would do this i mean this reminds me of the idiots that were videotaping themselves licking ice cream in supermarkets and putting the lids back on you know right um I will. I'm just flabbergasted. I really am. I 
what? I always bring you great stories, don't I? You do, <laughs> and I. We didn't discuss our show beforehand, so I had no idea that this moron even was even. Wow. Yeah. You stumped me. You stumped <laughs> me for words. Um. So yeah. So yeah. She needs to be criminally charged. I hope that she is. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other update other than this story, but I saved it immediately when I saw it uh, because it it really is not a joke. Please stop playing around with this. Yeah. You know. And again, you'll find later on with the wombat uh, that, that there are there continues to be stupid people out there that just don't get it. Okay. They there's, don't. There's a time to be funny. Up. Up. up the alarm system's alarm. getting ready to go off. There's a time to be funny, and there's a time not to be funny, okay? Funny memes about being quarantined at home, funny. Right. Okay? Right. Um, prank coughing all over food in a supermarket during a pandemic, not funny. No. You're an asshole. Excuse me. I know I tell you to watch your mouth. I'm a little inflamed today. Well, and you have every right to be. So. Um, she is an asshole. <sighs> All right, so moving on. Um, the good news, the silver lining here, Sharon, is I want you to know that, unfortunately, the Deerfield, Michigan Testicle Festival is on hold because of the pandemic uh, at all, a, as what? well. Yes, yes. I was looking forward to I, that. I, I know you will. Um, so, uh, wow, I'm yeah. bummed now. So the, De- the Deerfield's American Legion um, uh, hosts every year the annual Testicle fe- Festival, which serves up a complete no. a complete meal of cattle testicles, no, no, cattle testicles, chicken gizzards, beans, and Ew. coleslaw. Ew. Come on now, <laughs> I'm trying. What? It's balls you can eat. Oh. Ew. <laughs> Ball you can eat supper. <laughs> One oh low price. My lord. <laughs> oh. So yes, I was kidding when I said I was bummed because I couldn't go. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the festival, which runs <laughs> uh, every, oh, every year, Lord. they come from people <laughs> come from all over the state and all over the country to take part in the festival. Wow. Uh, so uh, he, uh, the run, the person Nick Pulver in charge of the Legion says they have people who travel three to four hundred miles just to come there for those deep fried cannibals. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> that's like okay. That I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, uh, Friday, and she was saying that in um, China, monkey brains is a delicacy. Yes, and they put the head of the monkey on the, the table. Plate, yeah, on the table, and you just scoop out the brains and yum yum yum, eat them up. Yep. Ew. Yeah, you know. That's gross. Come on, man. And I'm telling you, things get much worse here. Okay. No. I all I want to know is where I have to go to pick my own Doritos because I'm not <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not well, the Dorito insects patch, and stuff. Three doors down. <laughs> I'm telling you. So uh wow. <laughs> there. So I I just didn't want you to get too upset about the testicle festival. The, the, oh, the, I'm super bummed now. So do they shorten what that? Are we gonna do? do they shorten that by saying test fest? <laughs> Testifest. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Leave it to you. 
<laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> Apparently. All right, I, wow. better, I better check on the time or we won't get the... We have a story coming up that I've been trying to get to for weeks, over a month now. We have to get it in. So over a year ago, I, I don't—I I actually don't know when. I know it was in the first, when I first came back to radio, one of the first couple of shows or whatever. I uh, sort of went after the Flat Earth Society. Okay. Because they were... They were trying. They they were really rocking us hard with their experiments of why the Earth is flat. Experiments like, take this plate, and this glass of water, and now when I pour the water onto the plate, you see it stays on the plate. It looks like puddles, like we get puddles on Earth. Yeah. Now let's take this tennis ball. We because you think the world is round, and this and we pour the water over it. It run the soccer ball. It runs off. It doesn't stay in puddles. Ergo. The Earth is flat. This was her. This was her scientific. Are you so I sort of. Wow. So I, I, I sort of, you know, did what I do. <laughs> and uh, of course, they were trolling me after that on Twitter, and uh, they, they didn't like that I was making fun of their scientific experiments. <laughs> um. So I wanted to talk about for a while last month. Okay, uh, a big, a big time en- uh, engineer. Who was also a flat earther? He was a big, big Muhafen flat earth society. Um, was killed last month while trying to launch himself 5,000 feet into the air on a steam powered homemade rocket in the California desert. Now, as what? I said, he was an engineer. He knew how to do these things. This was not his first rocket. Oh, okay. He had been working uh, with the Science Channel, too. Who, you know, could, listen, we talked about this before. A number of times, the stupid reality shows on these networks. Yeah, you know, I know TLC. You know, uh, yep. you, you know, I, I, I sharpen pencils for a living. My wife picks flowers. We have a budget to buy this house of nine million dollars. Wow. You know, those <laughs> kinds of really stupid things. Right. So uh, the Science Channel was filming uh, the launch and what he was doing uh, for a series called Homemade Astronauts. He was he's been working on a rocket to get him far enough up. So, so he could take measurements to prove the flat the earth was flat. Wow. Wow. And he died doing it. Mad Mike Hughes was his name. Um and um it, he I, can't prove it anymore. He he cannot prove it. That is true. Um I you know, it says here he had two failed launch dates. Okay, but in March of 2018, he managed to get 1,800 feet into the air above the Mojave Desert before parachuting back down uh, in the nose cone. <clears throat> he said he was tired of people saying he chickened out and didn't build a rocket, and I'm tired of that. So he manned up and he did it. In August of 2019, he tried again, hoping to reach 5,000, but the boiler he, he, that he purchased on Craigslist reportedly conked out and the mission was aborted. Oh, my God. So, um, <laughs> so Yeah. Um, but that's what he was trying to do. I mean, so imagine the, uh, you know, I guess, I guess it's faith, right? Faith must be the word, Sharon, because people believe things because of faith. It's not that they see it or know it. They just have faith. And I I, I have to believe that Mad Mike Hughes must've just had faith in what he was trying to prove, you know, that the earth is flat because I've been asking these flat earthers ever since. I targeted them before and their science experiments. 
Please, somebody get and start walking backwards with a compass and prove that the earth is flat. Right. I mean, if you leave Philadelphia and start walking one way or the other, you'll come back to Philadelphia or you're going to fall off somewhere. Right. I mean, one of the greatest, one of the best pictures ever that the Flat Earth Society posted was a boat at the edge of the earth. The water was just spilling off. And the picture was taken from back here. Who took the picture? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm just saying. Like, I Listen, prayers to his family. I feel bad that he did that. I mean, in the name of science, I guess, people have died for centuries in the yeah. name of science. True, true. Unfortunately, he died in the name of science fiction because the earth is not flat. Right. I wish somebody could get that through their heads. I mean, haven't they ever heard of gravity? Apparently Hence not. Hence the reason why water stays on a round object. To them, it's not a round object. Well, However, right, they, they, but, do, they do say they have members all over the globe. Yeah, so a globe is round, people. <laughs> wow. I have, I, I have waited to talk oh, about that. Oh, my gosh. I do feel all bad for over him. The Genuinely, globe. I feel bad for him. Yeah, you know, I do too. But at the same time, I don't know what he was planning to do. I think you know, um, is it Alex? Alex Bumgartner? He's the one who went up to the stratosphere. Um, I don't, I don't know if you remember this. Um, a couple of years ago, Alex yeah, Bumgartner, yeah. he he sort of floated to the stratosphere with a balloon mm-hmm. in, in a one man capsule, and then he jumped out. So when you watch that video, you can see that the Earth is round. He's up there right yeah. above that horizon. Right. Right before you leave right. the atmosphere. He's in the stratosphere. And you can see that it's round. You know? I, I, <laughs> I just, I don't, so I, I guess it's faith. And maybe either I really don't understand faith or faith is a holy moly thing. <laughs> well, I bet you they think that the reason <clears throat> that the Earth is rounding is because of the camera lens. Yeah, I, um, I don't. I know. wonder if that's what they think. That the reason it's it's rounded is because the camera lens is round, so that the edges have to conform to maybe, the shape of maybe. the lens. I see what you're saying now. I don't know. You what know what I theory. mean? I know that one of their theories is that. Um, it's it's flat and, and it, it is round, but it's flat. And Antarctica is actually the wall around the whole edge of it. That's Antarctica. Oh, it's a wall. Yeah, keeping I guess keeping the water in. But someone still took that picture for them. Wow. <laughs> of the water spilling off, and the boat having trouble trying not to go over. Wow. The edge of the earth. Wow. I think if I were um, if I were on that boat. I probably would have been shitting my pants. <laughs> I don't want to go over the edge of the earth. <laughs> so, anyway, so our our oh condolences to the family of Mad Mike Hughes. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't get what he wanted, but he did try like the Dickens. Um, all right, yeah. well, as you can hear from my voice, it's very, very parched. Oh, I'm talking too. all day. I know. And uh, I guess when we come back, we have, uh, we're honoring a, a bunch of heroes. And, uh, boy, have we got a wombat for you. Um, every time I, th- I can't wait. Every time I think we got the the the, the scrape the bottom of the barrel, 
man. We, Somebody else yeah, pops up there. Yeah, some some might peel something else out of a crevice <laughs> at the bottom. So uh, that and more, and one last thing, if we have time, uh, when I come back, say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. All right, there you go. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out and sticking with us. I mean, what else are you going to do during the quarantine? Am I right? Uh, so um, this is what we call the last segment, the third stretch. We got all kinds of nicknames for it. The most important thing, though, is that you're here sharing it with. Uh, during this segment, what we tried to do is a couple of regular segments. We're going to honor a new set of heroes this week. We're also going to tell you about our Wombat of the Week. And if you're new to the show, I'm going to tell you how you can participate in the Wombat of the Week feature. And if time permits, one last thing. And hopefully it does because on one last thing this week, we have have a little funny. It's actually uh, another segment from our Places Around the Nation that You Can Retire. So we're hoping to have time for that. Depends on how the rest of the flow goes during the regular segments. But yes, um, so awesome to be here. Uh, Typically what we do is we try to do, and there's really no, uh, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to this. We can go any route we go. What I usually do is I usually do the Wombat of the Week first. Why not? Start off with a little comedy and no different this time than any other. So now, if you're new to the show, or you just don't remember how you can get involved as well in the um, the Wombat of the Week, it's very simple. Wombat of the Week is just stupid people doing stupid things, and it winding up in the news. So all you need to do is send us a link to the news story. Now, we will not feature any, any links from satirical sites. I know a lot of people like to get all their news from Facebook. Um, but we will not use satirical website links. But send a link of somebody doing stupid, stupid people doing stupid things, and send that article to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Also, you can send it to us at Facebook at JM Talk uh, by way of message, or message us on Twitter at JM Talk Radio. And then we'll definitely put it in the lineup because they're always so funny. And always so plentiful. Uh, Carrying on with the state of affairs across the world, uh, this wombat is no different this week. TikTok influencer licks a toilet seat to make fun of COVID-19 
and then tests positive for the virus. Yes, a couple of days ago, gay Sean Mendez, also known as Lars, took part in the viral coronavirus challenge by licking the edge of, of the public toilet seat to mock the viral outbreak. However, several days later, he announced that he had tested positive for the virus on his Twitter account. So, yes, so um, there is apparently a TikTok challenge called the Coronavirus Challenge out there, and people are licking toilet seats or licking random places in supermarkets to make fun of the disease and show that it doesn't spread that easily. And what's stupid about this is how do you not look at actual news and think that this is not serious. And what tells your brain to go out there and lick a toilet seat? It, it, you know, listen, this virus is killing people. Okay? These challenges are friggin' idiotic. Eating Tide Pods can kill you. Pouring boiling water on yourself can kill you. Stepping out of a car while driving it to dance on camera can kill you. I'm starting to think that we are revamping the entire definition of the word challenge. Because somehow the word challenge is becoming synonymous, uh, synonymous with the word idiot. So this guy goes out as part of a challenge. And TikTok influencer... Let me tell you something else about this story. Let me go down a little bit more here. The challenge has made influencers and social media celebrities lick odd items everywhere. Let me say that again. TikTok influencers and social media celebrities. What in the blue hell is that? I remember several months ago we had a LinkedIn influencer, I think. I forget. Some sort of social media influencer. Talking about how we have to stop teaching people about World War One because it's hurting their feelings to learn about history. And we have to stop hurting feelings. Let me tell you a couple things that don't go together. Okay? These two words do not do not and will never go together. TikTok and influencer. They never go together and should never be used in the same sentence. Okay? Now, here's three words that should never go together. Or they should also never be used in the same sentence. Social media celebrity. Okay? Let's keep that in mind because this TikTok influencer licked a toilet seat and now he's sick with COVID-19. Okay? And that makes you the dumbest dumbass that I have encountered since last week's wombat, the lady who tattooed her eyeballs and then went blind. So see, this is what I mean by absolute stupidity. The wombat of the week celebrates absolute stupidity. And every time I think I've heard of the most stupidest thing on the face of this earth, another one comes rolling in the following week. And now we have people licking toilet seats. I mean, for all you people who want to lick toilet seats, don't worry because I heard basic soap and water kills the virus. So maybe you should eat a Tide Pod. 
But in the meantime, gay Sean Mendez, or Lars, I'm not sure which you prefer to be known as, but on this show this week, you're known as a wombat and the wombat of the week. So you can take that crown and uh, lick it and stick it for all I care, but you are the wombat of the week. People do not take these challenges. Stop thinking that social media is your friend. And that these people are influencers on social media. They are not. They are not. <sighs> okay. Okay, folks. So moving on to... on. Let's move on from that and honor some heroes. Okay? Everyday heroes. People doing extraordinary things and that making it to the news. That is what our Honor Thy Heroes segment is all about. And with the same channels, email Joel Mahalik at... Joel Mahalik Radio at gmail.com or Facebook at JM Talk, Twitter at JM Talk Radio. You can pass us stories of everyday heroes. Many of these stories will come out of local newspapers. And that's why we need those links. So I want to talk about last week we bundled a whole lot of heroes together. All the people on the front lines police, fire, dispatch, EMS. Uh, first responders, you know, and then we threw them in with, uh, you know, all the people still working out there. I want to focus this week a little bit on, um, on the working class of people. Okay. I want to separate this week. I want to separate because we honor the police and fire all the time. Okay. That's what we do here. We do not bash them like other people do. Um, so, but this week I want to talk about that working class, okay? I want to talk about the people that are working in the, in the restaurants, the people that are delivering food, the people that are uh, sanitizing and cleaning sports arenas. Like, we're all missing our sports, right? But the people that run and operate the arenas are still working to make sure that when sports comes back, that everything is sanitary, clean, and ready for you to be there, Okay? I want to talk about the people that work in retail, electronics stores, uh, outdoors stores, uh, supermarkets. You know, the supermarkets are starting delivery service. They're partnering up with delivery services. You know, the people that are in retail. Sure, the stores are closed, but there are people there who are processing your orders online and meeting you at the door to give you this stuff. You know, these are unsung heroes, and, you know, both of our daughters work in retail aspects that are still open and still serving the public. You know, they're taking the risks to make sure that you're getting what you need. And so I just, I wanted to recognize them this week. It's because it, it's amazing, right? These are the kind of people that, and we're all guilty of it at some level or another. You know, we uh, we th- we usually think badly of them, right? You know, oh, that ignorant cashier, oh, those rude people with the stock in the aisles while I'm trying to shop. You know, um, these horrible people on a customer service on the phone. All these things. These are these are shoddy people. These are these people are like the scum of of your personal circle society, right? Can't be bothered with them on a on a regular basis. You know, these meaningless people. These meaningless people have suddenly, overnight, become essential employees 
during this pandemic. Overnight. Overnight. Isn't that amazing? How a bunch of nobodies became essential employees overnight? They have. We all need them now. All of a sudden, you you need that food delivery. You know? Oh, you need ammo. You got to buy a gun. These places are open. Finding ways. Reinventing the wheel to make sure that you are served with the needs that, that you have to have. That's what they're doing. That's amazing. But that's what they're doing. Because they're amazing people. They're essential. All of a sudden, they're essential. They're essential to every aspect of your life now. It would be well-deserved if they started treating us like garbage. But they're not. They're not. They put themselves at risk. You know, in my county alone, two Wawa convenience stores are closed down now because in both... A member of the team tested positive for COVID-19. That changes a lot of things when you close a Wawa convenience store around here. But that's that's what happened. These essential employees are taking one for you to make sure that your needs are met. And I just think that we all need to recognize them. And maybe change your tune when you're in one of these stores. Change your tune when someone's delivering food to your door. You know? That their business finds a way to reinvent their service standard. To serve you. And so for all those low-down people. All those nasty minimum wage workers who are now the essential employees. I'm saying that we need to honor them and thank them for their service that they're doing for their communities. And they are the heroes on Honor Thy Heroes this week on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. So thank you to all of you. Please keep up the good work, but please... Please exercise all CDC guidelines plus your local and state health boards to make sure you're doing what you need to do to make sure you and your family remain safe while you're out there doing this. So thank you very much. And so remember to get your stories in of Everyday Heroes. We need them. We'll take them. We'll celebrate them. And that sort of, um, that ends that and brings us into um, the last piece that we don't always have time for it, but this week we do, and I'm glad. It's called One Last Thing, hashtag One Last Thing, and it's just something. It's just a little something to get out the door with. And um, this week I want to continue this series of um, places you can retire. Now, the the last time we did this, a couple weeks ago, uh, we talked about the Deep South. Okay, so um, we're going to go a different direction. And we want to talk about New York City. New York City is in the news a lot. If, if you never knew about New York City, you know about it now because of all the news. Well, you can retire there if you'd like. You can retire in New York City where they say the city, and they expect everyone to know that you mean Manhattan. 
You can get into a four-hour argument about how to get from Columbus Circle to Battery Park, but can't find Wisconsin on a map. You can retire to New York City where you think Central Park is nature. You can retire to New York if you believe that, and you believe that being able to swear at people in their own language makes you multilingual. And some people feel that way, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can retire to New York City where you've worn out a car horn, if you had a car. And you can retire to New York City where you think eye contact is an act of aggression. So, just a couple bullet points there. If you wanted to retire to New York City, we'll continue doing this until we run out of places on the list. Um, it's a it's a, it's a pretty good list, so we'll keep going as long as there is um, locations on the list to be had. Uh, that sort of brings us to a crash and halt, but... Um, so I want to thank everybody for listening to us on the podcast this week. Remember that the website is jmtalk.net. And from there, you can subscribe to the show. We are available on all podcast, all major podcasting venues. There's probably some small ones that we don't even know about. But we have all the major ones. And uh, subscribe to the show. And we hope you do. That's how you don't miss any episodes. Um, and also, you can get links to where we are in syndication so you can listen to the show throughout the week also visit us at facebook at jm talk or at twitter and instagram at jm talk radio uh email the show if you'd like send comments questions jokes or anything like that to joel Mahalik radio at gmail.com so um remember folks you know uh we're all in this together we are alone together okay um, if you're an essential employee, go to work, do your job, and go home. You have to go out and get supplies, follow CDC guidelines, go out, get your supplies, get home. Okay? The longer we do not do this social distancing, the longer it's going to take for us to get to the other side of this horridness. So we all have to do our part. And we have to be kind to one another. For a lot of people, it's not easy not being able to go and do whatever you feel like doing when you feel like doing it. So I get it. So we're all in this together. Let's get through it together. Okay? Be very kind to each other. If you're out and about exercising, walking your dog, pick up three pieces of trash, it'll make the world look beautiful. And we'll catch you next time here on the podcast. Be safe. Goodbye. (laughs) 